Welcome to You Can't Get to Heaven in a Miniskirt. This is part two of our interview with Joshua and Presley, aka Tristan and Sage. If you haven't listened to part one, I recommend going to do that now. And I really hope you enjoy part two. We'll be back next week with our regular scheduled programming. But they liked you at the church because you had tattoos. Is this like not because, but they liked that about you. They did like that I brought a different perspective, but they, I think they liked me in the sense that they could be like, well, see, we're not all fucking crazy. Look, he's here. He's cool. You know, like, and, yeah, we're, we're chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, we play the know? drums. And then yeah. you have like me just being like, okay, you know, just being, I'm cool <laughs> being used. Use me, you know, like, cause you think it's for the greater oh, good. That's, God. That was the thing that drove me everywhere was that even if this isn't true or it doesn't feel right, ultimately it's going to bring glory to God. And that's the slippery slope of justification when you're in ministry and as a pastor is you can justify it because it's going to eventually bring glory to God. Like I, I told this story on TikTok of I thought we had a demon on stage in, in the church. Yes. It's it <laughs> a great story. And I was hearing this constant like, <laughs> right? Like, and I was like, oh my God, it's a fucking demon. Like to the point where like, laughing at we us. got like the, the elders to come like pray in the room. And then like a couple weeks later, like we're, we're leading worship and I'm hearing it again. And I, I'm, it's the same drummer and I'm going like, oh, and then I pop my in-ear out. And I'm like, oh, he makes that noise. <laughs> but I didn't tell anybody. I never told anybody because in my justification in this was it's going to bring glory to God. It's going to bring proof that God is real. And ultimately, like, that is really important. Like, that's what I, I want people to believe that God is real because God is healing them. And, you know, because I believe this stuff, right? Kind of kind of reminds me of everyone's stories about speaking in tongues. Yeah. Where yes. everyone is faking it. And then, but nobody says that they're faking it because mm -hmm. they don't want to be. Mm -hmm. Or the time that I was at a church where there were two people who stood up to interpret, and there was like this big old controversy oh, on who had the right oh, interpretation. That's funny. <laughs> that's yeah. Or they tried funny. to, they laid hands on you, Sarah, to be slain by the spirit. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And so it wasn't happening. And I was just really, I was felt like I was going to have a panic attack because there were all these people around me, like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I just like fell to the ground on purpose. I had the same experience. I had the power team, which they ripped Bible or not Bibles, but phone books. <laughs> I had the the fucking power team gather around me. I was at a conference and I was, cause I was just sitting there. I'd never seen anything like this. And they gathered around me and they're like, say hallelujah. And I was like, no, like, I'm like, what? And then they all start yelling, say hallelujah. And they're like speaking in tongues, like yelling at me. And finally, I was like, hallelujah, you know, like it just started screaming. And I had, I had a legitimate emotional response. It felt very real. I get why people like would speak in tongues and be like, it, oh, yeah. you know, there's like a weird fucking happens to your body when you do we did a whole episode on tongues and we went through the kind of the brain-based research they've done which is really interesting Ooh. it's a different psychological state yeah that makes sense because yeah. you really it makes sense why people do these things yeah, yeah. there's benefit because mm -hmm. you're trying to like essentially out christian one another not really but maybe subconsciously and maybe for a lot of people like purposely but you really do just want to be you're like jesus speak through me you know like mm -hmm. you want it to happen yeah and also like for me i think i really did believe in it for so long so i, I wanted it to be true and then you look at at it outside of you know everything and it's you're like i can't believe i was in it that long Oh yeah, I know. have you guys heard of treasure hunting? No. Treasure hunting? That you've never heard of? Tre I was hoping because it kind of like 
was popularized by Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Okay. And the group that I, the group that I was at in the UK, it was kind of like YWAM, except we, you would be assigned with an individual church, and then three days a month, we would all get together and do discipleship, horses, worship, looking into scripture. And we would have to go out and evangelize to the community. And we used treasure, treasure hunting. And so we would pray for words of knowledge. So like red sweater, cancer. And then you would go and like there were clues from God and you would try and go and find someone that matched the description. And then you would just like, yes, I do know. <laughs> these poor yeah. people you would go up to and you'd be like, hey, you have a red shirt. And do you have like a, a sister that's been really unwell lately? And then... Yep. I do know what you're talking about because the one friend that I used to be really close with that went there would tell me about it and all of these stories and it is really just like a very big form of confirmation bias yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's so it's vague enough that you're gonna find someone that probably matches the yeah and so bethel oh. and i don't want to you know yeah. spark a flame here oh but... let's go oh i'd love to talk about bethel <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know anything about Bethel until Sarah once brought yeah. it up and then you brought it up in your TikToks. I can see some gold dust here already. It was like in my questions, it's like, what is Bethel Church in Reading? That was like one of the questions that I had because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I want to know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I love to hate Bethel. I don't know how they do it. I, I don't know how they get all of these like really like people that I would look at and be like, oh, that that person looks cool. Like they're a cool looking person. Like, you know, they get you with that. Like, and I know that's really shallow and I tend to not think that way. But when you have like a collective of like all these beautiful people, you're kind of like, what is, you, it makes you want to look at it, you know, at least look at it. So I think that's one of their tactics. But I was very closely associated with a couple that is very plugged in at Bethel. Like you see them on the website, you know, you, you see them all over. They're still leading out ministries and they work for Hogwarts is which, and that's what I call their oh, school yes. of supernatural <laughs> ministry. Okay. So, so it's a church and a school. These it's are a school. Yeah. So it's a church and a school and that's how they like that. You know, if you watch their videos, all they're using all the students from their school on their stage and they, you know, they get a lot of world-class musicians to come play for them. Like they have spent a lot of money on their recording. I went to school and, with one of the leaders there yeah so there's all this i don't know if when you looked it up like they did a whole campaign about trying to pray a baby back to life like that and and like i was telling you that like they go to grave like graveyards and or oh yeah and like another controversy in the area where a guy who um went to bethel i i think he went to bethel i'm gonna get some stuff wrong here but it doesn't matter it's still a crazy fucking story um the guy like fell off of a cliff and instead of calling paramedics, they called like the school and students from the school to come try and pray them back. And the, the guy died and there was, they were saying like there could have been some sort of like help. For them. Yeah, no fucking shit. Oh they do all these crazy things. Um, but like then you would hear like they do things like pray pennies to walls. Like that's how they like one of the classes they teach is to like if you, you can pray and stick a penny what? to the wall. I know. What it's, does that even mean? Yeah. Like, okay, so like, kind of like Matrix, like bending the spoon. Is it like very. I, they're, they're all into like signs and wonders. Like if you look them up, I think like one of the pastors like followed a roadrunner around in the, de I mean, the, the desert for a little bit. Like there's all these crazy <laughs> stories. 
Okay. But they have video. They might have scrubbed the internet of them, but video of gold dust falling in their in their services and Sarah was and gold teeth. People just having like gold fillings, jewels coming from the ground. Yeah. But then they get wrapped up in like the weirdest shit. And like, I, not a lot of people even talk about this. But there was a case of this woman named Sherry Papini from around here. And I wrote about this when I was writing for a newspaper. Yeah, and I was obsessed. Um, basically, this woman got kidnapped and. Um, and then taken and then branded and then let go, right? It was a whole thing. It was like months and months. It was turned out it was a scandal. She ran away to be with her like boyfriend. But in the process, Bethel got involved and brought in their like hostage negotiator um, for mi their missionaries. And he like was this slimy fucking guy. And it was like, it, it was so weird. Anyways, they're just, anything they touch is just slimy and like they just had kenneth copeland at their church and he's a real piece of shit and that guy is total piece of shit like scumbag will not like will not associate with minion you know in the demon tube or whatever i don't know if you heard yeah him. the plane yeah that that clip have you seen that clip sarah of him he won't fly yeah he won't go on the plane yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my you God. know so to, to host a, a garbage human being like that who who you know was essentially trying to blow COVID out of people on national television, you know, like to host a damaging human like that in your ministry, like something's off, something's going on. That's not right. So yeah, I'd love to hate oh, that. <laughs> I I'm fascinated. Yeah. And Sarah, so Sarah, we were talking last night and I asked her about Bethel because I was like, should we ask? Cause I didn't know what it was. And, and I was like, yes. And she knows of people from Canada. Oh, it's really popular because there's a big connection where it's the Tor Toronto Airport Church. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of the Toronto Airport Church. I have, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was like a spiritual anointing and everyone started barking and then it spread all over North America and the world. And Bethel has some roots in that. Barking? <laughs> yes. Yeah, barking. Like you can look up clips and there are people that are like barking like dogs. Yeah. And, Which right. I think if you look at it, that was poached from the Moonies in Korea. Like, that's what um, I believe that because like, their whole thing was like laughing in the spirit. And I believe it was. The, I'm right. not sure. Wow. Yeah. Either way, like I know people like one of my old roommates went there and met her met her husband there. Yeah. It's a weird because yeah. it's it's so like you feel cool, like you like associating with these people. They're all like beautiful and have tattoos and they dress all cool definite hipster vibes definite, are they the yeah. hipster vibe church yeah. oh big but time also, but like, they're so conservative too it's so bizarre but i mean like also it it, yeah. it brings a lot of musicians who like don't make it hmm. like they can go into this like and still have fame and still have like being able to record and have albums and have all of the like perks of the superficial perks mm -hmm. of being a famous musician without ever having to like actually take ownership over it and so like there's a lot of musicians and myself included like i went through a period of time where i was like i know i don't want to be in the church anymore but it's a really good experience for me to be directing a band and leading worship mm -hmm. and that's a hundred percent selfish and self-fulfilling but that is like i know that there's other musicians who feel that way and so yeah absolutely yeah they trap you i could see that yeah i have a theory that a tour. lot of musicians and worship leaders have really deconstructed but it is such a cushy easy fun job why would you leave that yeah and you're like how where do these skills transfer to right otherwise mm -hmm. it's such a niche yep. yeah and like obviously you guys have transferred your skills into your tiktoks and do you guys also write secular music 
I believe you do. Yeah. Like I went into one of your TikTok lives the other day and then you were singing a song I believe is about deconstruction, mm-hmm. but it was so beautiful. And you were using, I feel like, like it sounded almost like worship music in a way like, okay, so I guess my question, <laughs> I'm kind of trying to segue into a question, but I'm not doing a very good job, but great. do you <laughs> use similar <laughs> tactics And tactics, this is going to sound bad because I can't word it in a nice way, but the same tactics from worship music, do you use it in your own secular music? No. I I mean, at least in the mindset. Like, so that, I think the song you're talking about is one called Rejoice. And so that song in particular has a worship vibe because um, writing that song, we wanted it to be a start to finish kind of feel like you're walking into a church having a church experience and then it ending on this huge like worship moment which i'm mockingly singing rejoice over and so that song is pretty different from the stuff that we write like feel wise like we're the stuff that we write outside of the tristan and sage stuff is more like kind of americana like country-ish and but then we also have like another band that's like a 90s like pop band called dog smile that we're working on as well so it's we're, we're kind of all over the place but I would say that music in general, like if, if you really want to have uh, a, a music, a worship experience outside of the church, there is this movie, if you haven't seen it, called Eurovision, and it's incredible. It's a Will Ferrell movie. It's so funny. It's on Netflix. But if so you look good. up um, the song called oh, My yeah. Hometown and you listen to that song and you don't have like challenge yourself, if you are still like in the church and worship, like worshiping, like listen to this song. And tell me you don't get the same exact worship experience. Tell me you don't get the same chills and the same emotional vibe. And then when I tell you this person was not allowed to sing in their native tongue on this song. And so part of that is like, there's a story now goes that goes with this song. Um, much like the church would use like, oh yeah, we would pair like a story of cancer with a, a powerful song. This movie, you know, this song, it pairs this powerful moment where she's not allowed to sing in her native tongue in the singing competition and she breaks the rules and does it, you know? So it will make you fucking weep like a worship song would, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the same, it's the same tactics. But anyways, all that said, we like to sing what is good when we're writing our other songs. We don't run it through that filter when we're working. It's probably natural in a way. Yeah, totally. Like I know like Maddie's, I don't know if you've heard of Maddie's arm. But she, or Maddie Zam, mm. she writes a lot of songs about deconstructing. Like she's, okay. a, she's queer, former Christian, and her her stuff sounds like worship music, but it's all definitely not. I have no desire to play anything that really sounds like worship music because, like, when we're doing these Tristan and Sage songs, like, there's a formula to it, and we're we're sticking to the formula pretty much, which is like same chords, similar melody structures. Yeah. I think there's a little bit more depth to us as musicians than than that, yeah. which is again like we're yes. again we're playing in the shallow yeah. end, you know. Like we know these songs, but are they're not... fantastic. We, lo- we love it. <laughs> they're fun. Yeah, no, totally, totally. You found a very good niche. Like yeah. it's it's something that I had never seen before. And and Sarah and I probably came across you guys on TikTok a couple of months ago. Like we'll go on our podcast TikTok, and the algorithm is horrific. Like absolutely horrific. It's, it's like really bad. It's a mix between <laughs> evangelical and evangelicals and anti-vax and and then sometimes Sarah will be scrolling through and go on lesbian TikToks. So then there's like normal stuff on there too. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But yeah. we see the worst stuff, and I'm sure you guys see the same thing. But then when your guys' stuff came up, that 
that was like that was fucking hilarious. Like, oh, we are like these people are so fun. I was like, we need to <laughs> yeah. ambush them on a live and ask them to come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. what Sarah did. <laughs> ambush I you know. guys on a live. So I'm so glad. Yeah, I just feel like you guys are doing the Lord's work, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we really feel feel like we've been led into this place by God. It's all him and him. Him We usually kind of wrap up the podcast doing something called Story Time with Sarah, where I will I will share a Bible story. But I was wondering if it's really been on my heart with your music. I thought that maybe you could share a Bible story through song, or if you have something that you'd be willing to share with us, and that could be the Story Time with Sarah. Yeah. In fact, we'll share when no one asks. Yeah. So. If the Lord is asking you to say something, then well, we're we, just... we know more than than you guys, so um, well, I know more than them, true. and then you know some. Well, through having me. a weaker brain—that's uh, what I love about Tristan—is he just shepherds me um, towards the light. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to interpret any of of this. These big words. Oh my god! Well, I think it's really valuable having a spiritual covering, and that's what's hard about being in a same-sex relationship because I don't have a man. Yeah. So I mean, Amen. you've chosen a sinful lifestyle, Sarah. Have fun with eternity. Um. Yeah. We'll be praying. We'll be praying. Not the first person that said that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's funny because it's true. Okay, Bogey. Wow. Tune that guitar. Yeah, I need so. to tune this guitar. Can I tune the guitar real quick? So of course. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. This is absolutely. The, I I don't even have anything to add because I'm so upset <laughs> that you guys are talking. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? All right, we will slip into the characters of uh, Tristan and Sage here. You haven't already. Well, we kind of did a little bit there. So, and to um, be clear, I feel like a lot of people don't realize this, but I'm coaching him to be a douchebag because it really is so far from who he is. I'm like, no, Tristan would never ask. You have to just tell me these things. I'm like, <laughs> Tristan would never say, am I over a mansplaining? I was like, Tristan doesn't know what mansplaining is. It's just explaining. You know, it was, at, sorry, I turned God mode on here. Let me. Um, oh, the ambience. <laughs> It's actually interesting. Presley said something that was really profound. She was like, basically, I've lived the character of Sage my whole life. And I avoided being Tristan my whole life. And so it's she's having to teach me how to be a total asshole. Like I've lived having Sages in my life. I've n- I wouldn't say I've ever been like sagey because I think I'm too self-deprecating to. True. But, uh... <laughs> but you've been forced into that role. Totally. So okay, let me let me get into Sage Sage Land. What song are we doing? Let's see. We could do. Um... I think you know God's really telling me in this moment that we should probably do something that fills all of our holes. You know what I mean? We just feel like we really want God to come and fill our holes as we prepare this worship time. It really is kind of like a three-way between us and the Lord. Yeah. I agree, Sage. So, with that in mind, church, we are going to sing. There she lusted after her
Gabriel Sage, why don't you? Yes. Uh, thank you, Tristan, for giving me the authority. You know, I think sometimes as women. There she lusted <laughs> after. You know, there's one song we would just like to close in, and really, it's it's less less of a song, more of just uh, instruction, instruction for us as humans, because you know, God's very clear in Scripture about everything. We love that about God in that book. So this is some more just you know instruction in case we forget. Yeah. No man with crushed or severed genitals may enter the, the assembly of the Lord. It's all him, not us. Thank you for these rules, God. No one of illegitimate birth may enter the assembly of the Lord. Let's sing it out, you bastards. time especially we just want the bastards around right this on our hearts mm, yeah no man with crushed or severed genitals may enter the assembly Amen. of the lord oh, yes this is the best, best day let's give up a shout of praise for the lord mm. Ushers, come on down. That's, We're going to have the children's ministry next. That's a lot of words, Sage. That's a lot of words you're saying. <laughs> you guys, you are so good. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> and the characters are just... <laughs> oh, God. I, I, it's so fun. I actually felt the Holy Spirit entering me. Of course. Yeah, he should. Well, yeah. So deep, so deep. Well, as Jezebel's, as Jezebel's. You may speak again, Sage. <laughs> <laughs> push his microphone away <laughs> that was <laughs> the hard part about this character and like we're 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 really working this out on our lives which is presley is so fucking brilliant and a lot of tristan's character is shutting sage up which is hard because i don't like we don't want presley to not have like a voice it's so we're trying to work that dynamic out so well maybe you could go to a woman's conference or a children's conference and <laughs> I would never. Well, Mother's Day is an opportunity for me to maybe speak. 
So maybe we're know, still yeah. Mother's we're, Day. Maybe to the children. Yeah, but we are gonna talk about how hard it is to be a husband to the all the mothers oh. in the world. You shut your uh, fucking because mouth. behind every mother, Jessica. You'll understand this soon. Don't worry. He too gave birth. He too. <laughs> he, he he was right there with you. Feeling, feeling it exactly the same. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's a good godly woman right here. Yeah. Oh, I'm so blessed. I would... I would be so oh, mad, like, and I know, obviously, what you're saying is a joke. However, people say that. These are things that people say. Oh, oh gosh. I see all these trad wives on TikTok, and I... Traditional wives, for those who don't know. Yeah, or sorry. For people that are listening, they might not know that there's a lot of women that are slaves to their husbands, and they make me so angry. <laughs> it makes me angry, too. Nope. I'm going to put makeup on before he comes home, because you can't let yourself go as a Christian woman. Totally. You don't want to be the reason he strays, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you can't say no, because you've given over the authority of your body. Absolutely. Well, we got interviewed by this newspaper, and somebody was commenting on it, and then we realized the kind of person who's, like, commenting on, like, the actual comment sections of, like, a news article that's oh. been published online is definitely like probably not aware of the to of today's consequences and circumstances that are happening and so like well, they're the dregs of society yeah totally. so they like come out of a rock and like make comments <laughs> and then go back you know what i mean and so like she was like i had said something of oh the question was like where did these characters come from and i was like well just seeing the roles that the women above like before me and after me are like taking and submitting themselves to a husband saying that they're the weaker vessel you know whatever and like living modestly and she was like well, what's wrong with that my dear it was the <laughs> my dear for me it was my dear that i was like okay patty from nebraska is... go back under your rock patty no yeah go wrong. back under your rock jeez like come oh back next God. spring like <laughs> thought out but the like the sad part is it's having real world consequences yeah. yes. for you folks in the united states especially with like oh, roe v wade being overturned like oh just, yeah and we're that's watching cool. from canada being like this is this is actually legitimately scary because that's yes. a possibility right you know we we feel fortunate in the sense that we are in in a very liberal state so we are in california and we're very protected but we're also we do you know we are trying to figure out like what's our responsibility with that and so a lot of what we're doing here is trying to say fuck this form of thinking you know what i mean and that that's that's a driving force for us and we would be a safe place for anyone who needed a safe place to 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 stay to be if they live in a state that is not a safe place so mm -hmm. yeah and what's your guys's tiktok handle now it's the original sinfluencer is that correct yes mm -hmm. the original sinfluencer how did that come about how did that name come about well the original name what we were was my like original screen name i never intended for this account to blow up it was just like a way for me to like blow off steam and so it was like <laughs> my original screen name that i've like used for everything in my life and or like my everything in like my younger life right so suddenly i'm getting tagged on like twitter at this old twitter account that i've never opened in the last like 10 years you know people are following us there people are following like instagram old instagram accounts so we're like, oh shit, we should probably change the name from my like personal screen name to like a new name. And then Sinfluencer was taken. I got called a Sinfluencer a while back and it was really, really funny. And so we we kind of went on a, like, we're going to 
pl- play on Sinfluencer and be like, original sin. Oh, that's fun. Like original Sinfluencer. So. Mm-hmm. And then at one point we were at How the Sausage is Made, which I think is what we were trying to change our name to, but we changed the wrong thing. And then like <laughs> we didn't have an, like you could only change it so many times in a year. <laughs> and then we like made our link tree How the Sausage is Made. And then... Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of names. Tristan Sage, Prez, Joshua, Original Sinfluencer, yeah. How the Sausage is Made. One of those. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we're all figuring it out because you guys only started, so you started this, I think, in May. Is that correct? Well, we the account. This, but... but then the songs were November, like, of this year. It's really taken off. I'm assuming it just kind of fell into your lap and now this is what you're doing yeah Yeah. it was really weird the first night i got on tiktok and told like a deconstruction story like i honestly we have another tiktok account that that is a little bit or was bigger than this account and so we'd had some experience with tiktok but i got on this new account told just a quick story put the phone down didn't think of it went to bed or woke up the next day and there we had two thousand followers and it was like oh whoa this is crazy and so starting to have a voice but just using it as like this is a place for me to kind of start working like some of these thoughts out and then the tristan and sage thing happened and it was like immediately we found our niche within the niche like it felt like oh this is what we're supposed to be doing like this is your calling from the lord it -hmm. was definitely the holy spirit leading us into this and satan didn't want this to happen you know that's the thing (laughs) satan did not want this to happen Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. my god i bet i bet a lot of people think that you guys are actually influenced by satan so what do you say to them oh yeah well you know that's the hard part so we were we're working this out we one of my least favorite things, and I think Presley hates it too, is we hate being misunderstood, truly. Like I I would sit down with every single person and like share with them my heart, truly, because that's the type of person I am. Like I, And so there are these moments where we find ourselves being um, very misunderstood and we have to deal with it, you know, with people thinking like, oh, like people being really mean, like, oh, you're going straight to hell and thinking like, you really think what I'm doing is worth an eternity in torment? Like, let's actually break that thought down because that's fucking psychotic. Mm. Like, that is really crazy. Well, I think when they base, they already base everything on the Bible. And so, I mean, they're they're already coming with this preconceived. I know we all come with our preconceived notions, but they already have a guidebook, right? And So I, I think it's really beautiful that you wear your heart on your sleeve. I love that. I love that uh, about people. I feel like you fit really well in Canada. Like, however, I don't think anyone, a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to listen to it, which is really sad. But I think a lot of people do because I think there are a lot of people in our generation that have deconstructed or are or Christianity. Like yeah. I have a lot of friends yeah. that are maybe still Christian, but it looks different for them. Like they've left churches that weren't queer affirming or so I think it's yeah. there's such a space for those conversations and those ideas. Hashtag not all Christians, Sarah. See, yeah, I know. The, See, it, just, <laughs> it just like naturally comes up. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But it's, it's true, though, and I want to yeah. we also want to have that balanced perspective of, you know, we're here to add to the dialogue and we want to have conversations. And sometimes people get so polarized and in their own echo, echo yes. chambers. And that's so negative because we got to see each other's common humanity and oh, absolutely. be able to disagree and have, you know, talks about it's it. It's hard. We're trying to figure out, too, like 
sometimes we'll we'll post a TikTok and the conversation is meant for the deconstruction community. But then just based on like having a few more followers than we're used to, like it breaks out of that. And that's where it starts to get scary because we're like, whoa, 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 this is you're not invited. This isn't for you, you know, but that's the the nature of TikTok is people with all different perspectives are going to get brought into the conversation. How many people fighting in your TikTok comments on a daily basis? I imagine this just constant. It's probably like three or four an hour. And we've had, we only have like 80 followers on TikTok and we've had people just oh. duking it out and we're like, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah. please stop. Right. Which is something we finally came to terms with too, is like, we really are trying to take on this like creator mentality, which is that we just want to make stuff and then you can do with it as you please. And so we finally are like, okay, other people need a space to be able to have these arguments and conversations. And so like, cause we kept feeling like we're like the party host of this giant TikTok party. <laughs> and we're like, Sandra, I told you, you and James should not be together. You yeah. in that corner, you know? Um, or it's like, no, 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 Carol's cool. Carol, like, <laughs> no, Carol's on your side, like wanting to be like, to. and then we realized that just as much as we needed a space to create, there's people who like have another level where they're waiting for us to create something so they can have their own channel of creation. Yeah. So at least we have so many people and they're even, they're wasting smarter than us know like the ins and outs of the apologetics of things and they are able to just go in and fight really for us and then but there's there's ultimately we just have to remember that most of the people who are fighting against us are like 19 year old midwest teenage boys (laughs) who have like never been outside of their hometown or like 73 year old women like clutching their pearls who like it's never gonna be a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect segue into one of my questions that I want to ask, which was like, if you had TikTok when you were 19 or deep in your Christianity journey, what would your, t- and you had to create content oh. or comment or whatever, what do you think that would have looked like? Would it look like exactly what these people are doing? I would have been the Christian that was making fun of Christians. That's what I did. Like I had a blog that was just dedicated to making fun of Christianity while I was a pastor. So I think I would have done this. I think I would have been the same, but I also could see myself going through like, um, like trying to do the, like, this is my routine, like I'll drink a cup of coffee and then I'll journal. I'll do my women's disciple book. Like I could see like maybe something like that, but I did always find it funny. Like I remember making videos, uh, on YouTube, like trying to of like shit Christians say because remember we went through that period of time where it was like shit blah 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 says and it was like whatever they wanted and I was like we should do one that like shit APU students say on campus so like I always thought it was funny but I think I realized it was more of like well I understand these people more than other people do so I'm like in it like this is my family this is my community so I totally get it but you just don't see what I see basically is yeah. how I kind of was. But what do you guys think? What would you guys have done? I, I know what Sarah would have done. <laughs> what do you think I what do you think I would have done? <laughs> I think you would be the person well, okay, because I okay, Sarah loves a debate. Yeah. And Me too. I think that you would have been trying to have theological debates. I really truly think that. How about you do you think you would have done that? Well I was like when I look back to the forum that I was on when I had newly deconstructed, it was I was big into Reddit and 
I would go on to our atheism and I would make like those little comics. And, Rage comics. And I would go on our Christianity. I, yeah, so bad. And I would go into our Christianity and I would have debates with people and try to, I was almost like an evangelist atheist at that point because I was like, oh my God, everyone needs to think this way. And then I, I chilled the fuck out. You know, the pendulum swung back to the center and I was like, oh, it's okay if other people believe differently. But for a while, I was so intense about my yeah. atheist views. Like, There's this kid that comes into our comments, and he's a Christian, and I haven't blocked him yet. He's a sweet <laughs> kid. Like, really. His name's Dylan. And I, the reason why I haven't blocked him is because I see myself like this kid, you know, like 19. I think he he looks and sees something like, oh, that guy's cool or whatever. And so... I remember thinking that, like being a 19 year old and seeing someone older than me and going like, oh, that person's so cool. Like, I just want them to know that they're loved. And I just <laughs> want them to know yeah. that like God loves them and has a plan for them. And it's a really earnest, like truly. It's good intentions. It really is good intentions sucking me into a fucking meat grinder, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but but so I like I yes. I think I might have been a Dylan in the comments of just going around and just be like wanting these creators to know like hey I love you and I I want you to sh I want to show you there's a side of Christianity that's not so evil and dark and can be beautiful and can better your life. Oh God, that's what I do already. So I probably would have done that too. Yeah, I could I like, could see you doing that, Sarah. Who's the bigger backslider? Who's the bigger who, who's who was more lukewarm? Uh Oh, I was always lukewarm. I was, I was, Sarah, Sarah was on fire for longer. I was always lukewarm. I always, I always had one foot okay. in each world. Yeah, but I showed up after being carried out of the bar at 2 a.m. on my 19th birthday. <laughs> That's when you're legal in Canada. Like it was a Saturday night. Yeah, Sarah got so drunk she had to be carried out of the bar. And I was in church the next morning, like probably smelling <laughs> of vodka and just miserable hating my life. Hell yeah. And being like, I'm a bad person, yeah. Sarah was more extreme on each side, and I was definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely looked like hypo hypocrisy at the time, but it was very complicated. <laughs> like I was teaching Sunday school and smoking weed, and yeah, living in two worlds. It's complicated. I don't think I was a hypocrite. I just think I was a 19-year-old yeah. figuring out my shit. What's yeah. hypocritical about smoking weed? That's what I don't understand. There's, like, yeah. Christians are the only. Like, think about this. This sums up Christianity and like the Bible, in my opinion. You have a God, a deity, whose first miracle is to legitimately turn water into wine, and then that religion goes and bans fucking wine. Like, come on. Like, except for, like, the ritual. Except for the Catholics. So, yeah, except right. for the Catholics. Not, no, but you know what I mean? Like, American Christianity, like, prohibition was led by, like, Christians, you know? And it was just, that's religion right there. Absolutely. There's actually like a, a friend of mine is very into psychedelics and he's saying that there's like stuff that's pointing back to like the, the first Eucharist maybe being psychedelic. And like, it's pretty fascinating. We know that that when the conquistadors got here, like to take over that basically they did away with all of the missionaries did away with all of psychedelics because they wanted to strip away people's culture and dependency on dependency on like they needed them to depend on them to reach God, not these. So, so a lot of times the first people that they would kill when they go in would be their medicine people because they held all the secrets, they held all the knowledge. And so if they killed and did away with them, then they would be able to be the middleman for God and mm -hmm. yeah. need it. Sorry. I'd go on. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Colonialism. Yeah. Um, we psychedelics. Anyways, I could talk forever as you, yeah. <laughs> I wish we could talk forever, but I think actually... I know there's definitely no shortage of things to talk yeah. about. 
I hope that I really hope that you guys had fun and I hope that we can have you guys on again. Oh, you guys are amazing. You two are great. Really. You, you made us feel so comfortable. You made me feel so comfortable. Yeah, and... it was great. Definitely yeah. the same. So easy to talk to you guys. Like, oh, good. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I really am. I just, it means so much. And you guys are so much fun. This has been the best. On a personal, I, I've been having really bad, like seasonal affective disorder. Like I've just been so down lately. Aww. This has been like, I'm going to cry, but this has been like one of the best afternoons yes. i've had in a really long time this has been so fun oh, jessica that's rad for us too Same. this is really good for us honestly it's very healing for us i think um there's this attitude of like thank you to us and we're like thank you you're giving us a voice and allowing us to like really further our mission of just saying fuck you yes. to the church <laughs> truly it's yeah. a good mission it's it good is mission. and we're we're stoked on doing yeah, it but we just love what you guys are doing and we're so happy that we got to have you on the podcast and thanks so you guys are at the original influencer on tiktok and then are you guys on instagram as well mm -hmm. and then we're on youtube as well so youtube we're and we're we have a new channel there that we're trying to do longer content on Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that too. So we'll link everything in our show notes as well, so everybody yes. can check you guys out. No, that's rad. All right, y'all. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Well, lovely meeting you guys, and we will be yes, the beginning of a friendship. Yay! I know. <laughs> so awesome. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Guys. Oh my god. Oh my god. They're so good. This was the best fucking thing I've ever done. I'm And they're so nice. Oh my god. And they think they like our stuff. I know. I I'm gonna cry. Right they're so like what a great what a great couple. I they were so easy to talk to. Yes. Yeah, so thanks guys so much for listening to this today and um it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Bye. Bye guys. Cause the Lord don't want the Lord.